Welcome to Create Your Life Radio, where you learn to create your life, not just react to it. I'm your host, Laura Likes. Is life whizzing by you at about 90 miles a minute and periodically smacking you in the head and you'd like to change that? Then this is the show for you. You know, life has been smacking me in the head a lot lately, and I finally realized that it was trying to tell me something. It was trying to tell me to slow down, to get off the hamster wheel a bit, spend more time being rather than so much time in doing. So this is going to be the last radio show, at least for a while. I've had so much fun presenting this program to you, and I hope that you've gotten a couple of good ideas or remembered some wisdom that you already had about creating a great life for yourself. What I'd like to do today is a brief review of everything that we've talked about so far, and then also fill you in a little bit more about my own journey of creating my life. If you'd like to listen to recording, uh, recording of past shows, they're all available for free on my iTunes channel, and you can just go to createyourliferadio.com and click on the iTunes link. Uh, but before we go any further, let's make sure that we're all really here, not off worrying about tomorrow or ruminating about yesterday, but that we're really present. As I've said before, there are all kinds of ways to do this, and we've mostly been taking a couple of deep breaths um, before we get started. And that really is one of the quickest and easiest ways to come back into your body and into the here and now. But today, let's try something new. So if you're in a place where you can do this, in other words, not driving a car, stand up for a minute and close your eyes. Um, it's all right to do it sitting down as well if it's not a place where you can stand up easily. Feel your feet firmly planted on the ground. Feel your connection with the earth beneath you. That applies even if you're 30 floors up. Begin to visualize roots coming out of the soles of your feet. See them going down into the earth. Just hold that image for a minute. Do you feel a little bit heavier in your feet? Do you feel a little bit more solid? It's because you have literally become more grounded and therefore more present. All right, well now that we're here, let's begin the review. The first nugget was that in order to have a great life, you first have to know what that looks like and you can't get in touch with that very easily when you're going a mile a minute. Take slowing down a little so that you can get past that mode where you're just reacting to everything and you're constantly putting out fires. And coincidentally, the more you're aware of what kind of life you want to create, the more that you pursue that, the fewer fires you're going to find yourself reacting to. Now, there'll always be a couple. That's just the nature of life. But there won't be nearly so many as when you're living mostly out of other people's desires and expectations. I recommend that you take some time each day to just be, even if that's just for a couple of minutes. And this can be anything from, you know, formal meditation to walking your dog or sitting in your yard. Being in nature is just always a plus. When you give your analytical mind a rest, you are much more able to hear what your heart is saying and what your intuition is telling you. And that helps you to know more about what you'd like to create in your life. The second nugget was the very best thing that you can do for others is to fill yourself up and create a great life for yourself. Remember, nobody else will cry your tears if you fail to live life on your own terms. 
And also when you filled yourself up to overflowing, you can take good care of other people without getting depleted. Create a healthy balance between how much time and energy you spend helping other people to get what they want and need and how much you spend on yourself. Learn to say no sometimes or to ask for help. Let other people do many of the things that they can do for themselves. Make your needs a priority. Don't just put them somewhere down the list after everybody else gets what they want. This doesn't mean you're always going to get your way, but be sure you're getting it at least as much as you're helping other people to get their way. Third nugget was that there are concrete ways to practice getting clearer about what you want so that you can pursue them. One of the ways is to set an intention. Intention is really powerful. We've talked about that a lot. And then practice and keep being persistent. If you stray away from your intention, don't beat yourself up. That doesn't help. Just recommit and try again. Use the place where you fell off the wagon as information about how to do better next time. And by the way, this is the recipe for changing any habit. I really had wanted to do a whole show about changing a habit and go more in-depth about it, and we just didn't get that far. Um, and if you want to know more about that process, you can feel free to contact me. But it's, it's really not much more complex than that. There are some nuances, but it, it's really, that's what it is. Commit from a place of true desire, not because you think you should. So have authentic motivation. Keep practicing without reproach, without kicking yourself every time you don't do it perfectly. And be persistent. And then celebrate your successes, both large and small, all along the way. That's really the recipe. Another piece of this puzzle is to hold your preferences lightly, even if they're really important to you. This means that even if you don't get your idea of how things should have turned out, yeah, you might be disappointed, but you're not going to let it wreck your overall happiness. In fact, not getting what you thought you wanted is often the best thing that could happen, and you end up with something better. So just try to remember that when you're in the throes of any kind of disappointment. If you don't know that much about what you do want, Think for a minute about what you don't want and then flip it. So if you're tired of living in a dark, cramped basement apartment, that probably means you're looking to move into someplace above ground with a lot of light and space. Now, don't focus on the negatives for too long, though. Just use them to help you get more clear about the positives. Now that you know more about what you want, don't forget to convey that to others. It's going to be pretty frustrating for everybody unless you ask for what you want. When you do it in a way that isn't demanding, you're just saying, this is my preference, you don't have to feel self-conscious about putting it out there. Know whether or not you're willing to compromise on something, or to even give somebody else their own way entirely. If it's not that important to you, let them have their way. When you're serious about holding firm on something that's important to you, know that too, and, and really stand by that. Nugget number four is that gratitude and celebration are a crucial piece of creating a wonderful life for yourself. When you notice all the things that are already working well in your life and you're grateful for them, this just sets up a great foundation for building an even better life because you're focusing on solutions rather than focusing on problems. So some possible things to be grateful for and to celebrate are obvious things like achievements and pleasant things that occur, but also the everyday things that we tend to take for granted, like electricity and clean water, or something like a beautiful tall tree in your yard. 
You know, you're really cooking when you can get yourself to a place where you celebrate your problems and all the things that they have to teach you. Relationships of all kinds are another great thing to be grateful for. Ones with those you love, of course, but even ones that you no longer have anymore. You know, mentors, teachers, a kind stranger. Even difficult relationships are great to celebrate. I recommend that you find some way that works for you to do this on a regular basis. You know, daily would be best, but just on a regular basis would be very helpful. And that could mean anything from starting a gratitude journal to saying a couple of things that you're grateful for or celebrating before each meal or whatever it is that feels like a joyful expression to you and not just another thing to kind of add on your to-do list. So in the fifth show, we did an exercise to write down some of the things that you'd like to do, be, and have throughout your life. And the idea was to stop the self-censor voice that says, oh, that's not practical, or I'll never get to do that. When you worry too much right away about how something is going to be achieved, rather than focusing on the dream, it really shuts you down, and, and you tend to give up. You know, so often we're frozen in our tracks because we can't see how to make something work. Not having all the pieces of the puzzle in view doesn't need to prevent you from pursuing whatever it is that brings you joy or fulfillment. When you dream really big, even if you only end up getting a portion of your dream, that's still way better than the alternative. It's optimal to write these do, be, and have wants down, one per card, on a blank 3x5 card. That way you can organize them later, but also it makes it really easy to change your mind. You know, we're not creating a binding contract here. This is just a menu of possibilities of things that right now appeal to you and think you think would be part of an awesome life. It's great to include things that you'd like in the near future, but don't forget to dream big. Have some items on there that will take months or years to achieve, and several that you have absolutely no idea how to make happen. Push against your comfort zone just a little bit. And I highly recommend being up to something in your life that makes you a little bit nervous. Because it's not all mapped out and in your control. You know, complacency may be safe, but it's awfully boring. And who wants to create a boring life? By show number six, I was really starting to see some of the ways that I could be doing a better job of creating my own life. And I do a pretty good job, and I just got aware of the fact that I could be doing even better. I told you about a friend who had inspired me by wanting to move into acceptance of what already was, and then from that place of peace to look and see what she could create. And I decided to do this too, and of course promptly got the chance to practice it. Uh, I really realized that the only way to move towards acceptance was to stop for a moment and to process emotions that were coming up. You know, stuffing away those fears or disappointments and saying, oh, I don't have time for that, I'm, I've just got to go on to the next thing. That would just mean that those emotions would be kind of running the show from behind the scenes and not really leading to true acceptance. So the nugget for that day was that knowing how to create your life and actually doing it, implementing it, are two different things. But that it's well worth the effort and it also gets easier over time. The nugget for last week was that your values and beliefs can be a valuable tool when you're creating your life. When you have those things at the forefront of your mind, you can call them up during stressful times or when making any kind of decision. And with very few exceptions, labeling something as good or bad, desirable, undesirable, it's really not that helpful. One of the ways to move more easily toward acceptance of what is, is to stop putting it into one of those categories. 
When you give that up, or you at least move in that direction, it's easier to take something at face value. So what might otherwise seem undesirable to you, well, that could be just what somebody else was hoping for. And it also might turn out later to be a great benefit to you. So when you let something just be what it is, rather than putting some sort of spin on it, it's much easier to get into that peaceful place. And it's already happened. So when you're in that peaceful place, then you can create, look to see what you can create next for yourself. And that's a much better use of your, your energy and your time. Now that's easier said than done, I know, but it's still worth practicing at. I'm going to continue practicing that. I'm certainly not a master at it, but I have noticed, as I've been practicing more recently, that my stress levels really come down a lot since I've stopped pushing so hard against what is, wishing that it would be different. Now, what makes this kind of going with the flow different from just being carried along by the rush of things? And, you know, I say all the time, we don't want to just be carried along by the, by the rush of things. But when you're going with the flow in this way, it does free up your energy to focus on what's next instead of wasting it on ruminating or worrying. It puts you more in the present rather than being so much in the past or future. And I think when you're just being carried along by the rush of things, um, I don't know where your brain is. I guess our brain sort of shut down in those moments, but you're not looking to what to create next. And so that's the difference about those. So the other day I was going along with my day and I'm kind of wrapping up things as I prepare to slow my schedule down. I was really feeling great. I was really feeling centered and there, not off in some sort of mental gymnastics of any kind. And I stopped to get a snack and the cashier handed me my change of $1.01 and then I turned and looked at the clock and I noticed that it was one oh one on the clock. And that just tickled me. It just really made me smile because I felt like the universe was kind of giving me a wink. It was letting me know I was on the right track. I've learned so much from doing this show, and I appreciate all the support and the feedback that I've gotten as well. The Create Your Life Facebook group is going to continue, and I want that to be a place for people to talk about the lives they're creating and to share insights and inspiration. This is a closed group so that people can talk in privacy, but if this is something that appeals to you and you haven't joined yet, just ask to join and I'll respond as soon as I can. I truly hope that you've gotten something useful for yourself from these programs. It was my goal to provide you with something concrete that would really leave you feeling more in the driver's seat of your life, and I hope that I've succeeded. Like I say, if you want to listen to any of them again, all the shows are available for free on my iTunes channel, and you can access this by going to createyourliferadio.com and click on the iTunes link there. I'm going to be continuing to see clients, so if there's any way that I can support you on your journey to create a wonderful life for yourself, please feel free to contact me, either by email at laura at greatdoor.net, that's L-A-U-R-A at greatdoor, one word, dot net, or you can call me at 336 416 0606 and I look forward to talking with you. Until then, this has been Laura Likes. Have a good day and a great life.